0: There's so many things I could say about you including the fact that I'm intimidated by you Christy but um <laughs> h- how would you introduce yourself?
1: <laughs> well, my you know my elevator pitch that I say to people is oh, I created a nutrition company that uh enables people to lose 10% of their body weight every month without shakes pills diet foods or exercise. Um I do this with real food water and sleep. Yeah, I'm also an entrepreneur that went from food stamps to 10 million in less than four years, Uh, an absolute rags to riches story. And I'm just taking the world by storm. I don't know if that sounds too arrogant. (laughs) I hope it doesn't. I mean, I'm I'm an Idaho farm girl. I don't forget where I came from. I was raised in a trailer.
0: Yeah. Where do you, Christy? I I think I know the answer to this question. I ask uh, other entrepreneurs this, where do you fall on the spectrum of um, uh, imposter syndrome? And no, why the hell not me?
1: Oh, I'm way all the way. to why the hell not me? There's just no question. I look at people that have accomplished that have been world changers and I'm absolutely that person. I am, I'm already changing the world. I'm just doing it, you know, one person at a time.
0: I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, so the show is called the purpose driven entrepreneur and it's a very selfish show where I dig into your purpose because I'm an entrepreneur who's trying to navigate purpose. So, um, and you were saying that you were grateful that I sent you two questions ahead of time, the two foundational questions of the episode. So what were you gonna say there that-
1: I, uh, Timmy, I have never actually thought of my legacy before you sent those questions to me. That surprises me. I've never, it's not because I don't live my life like that. I don't, um, and I hear uh, people talking. I've actually had, this is the only podcast I've ever accepted uh, only because I like you because I don't, I don't prefer to talk about this kind of stuff because it's like, it's, it's like people always want to talk about the legacy and I get a lot I'm on podcasts all day every day and I just don't like these usually and I was yeah. like you know what I, I want to be let's do this let me try this because okay. it's just not something that it's just not something I ever think about I think it's kind of a, some part of me kind of like it's wasting time I could be creating a new program I could be I could be doing so many other things that are in the now so I to sit around and be like Oh, I think people get way hung up on their legacies. So that's why I've never really thought about it. But when you sent me those questions, wow, it made me stop and think.
0: Okay. So let's start with the first one. So the first question is what it's a heavy one and it's what it is, is, is your eulogy? So think about you being dead. Yeah. <laughs> what it is scare what, me. what is your what is your desired eulogy? Or what would I, it include?
1: I have never even given one little bit of thought to this i mean i'm not kidding you i've never even thought about because i because i love jesus and i believe that because i because i love jesus and i die and i go to heaven i'm gonna go to heaven because i i have said the sinner's prayer and i believe in in christ and stuff so when i think about dying i don't even think about anything i just think oh man i get to be in, in heaven with with jesus you know like it just it's a happy thought so i never even thought about death or dying or anything even though growing up my dad I was a coroner and we talked about death all the time like it was not a big deal in our household so when I think about my eulogy I actually had to ask I asked my husband I asked my sister who's also the COO of Code Red and I was like and I asked my hairdresser because at this time when your t- your question came in I was sitting in the hairstylist chair and I was like what on earth am I going to say to Timmy and his audience and so my husband said I'll just say what he, he said okay She never let anything stand in her way. She always moved forward. And I was like, I didn't know he thought that way about me. I thought that was cool. Um, My sister said um, she never settled for anything less than the truth. And I was like, I like that, sis. I like that. Uh, and also, I kind of would think of myself as um, I lived a colorful, colorful life. I, I would a yeah. colorful. I have a colorful personality. I have colorful hair. I uh, the way that I, I run my household, the way that I my car, my all my possessions, the way that I, you know, snowboarding and my travel. It's so colorful. It's so expressive. And I always feel like I've always lived my truth. And let me tell you, your truth, you guys—it's—it's—you gotta be brave if you want to live if you want to live your truth because your truth is gonna piss off a few people. I just talked about Jesus, and then I said the pissed off word. Sorry, Jesus, but <laughs> you're 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 gonna, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you know upset some people because people are always gonna hate on you. They're always yeah. going to, they're, they're going to put you down no matter what, but for you to rise above all of that and still step out and live your truth, you can hang your hat on that kind of life.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, um, one thing that you said in there that I wanted to ask about before I asked my next question was your, it was your sister that said that you, something along the lines of like you aggressively pursued truth or something like she that, never,
1: never settled for anything less than the truth.
0: Okay. So what did she mean by that?
1: because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of lies in weight loss. Um, and I know that that's why code red was created because I was fed a bunch of lies my whole life. And I was fat. And I thought that you needed to exercise to lose weight while well, I was exercising three to five hours a day and still getting fatter and sicker. And well, what the heck, you know? And so here at 44, I am now healthier and leaner than I was at 24. Um, yeah. and so I had to seek out the truth and society wants it is, you know, the, what we know about nutrition is that we, we are, uh, it's driven by industry and money. It's not driven by the, but the truth. And Code Red, I've gone against a lot of industry and a lot of, you know, and I know someday I don't want to speak this out into existence, but someday my day is coming where a company with a lot of money is going to come after me and try to shut me down because I refuse to stand by and let these poor people who don't know any different feel shame and guilt from knowledge that is just not true. And so I've, I've always sought out the truth. You know, I was married, I was married a couple of times before this and I've just, and I, I knew something wasn't right. And instead of just living in a, in a loveless marriage or an unhappy marriage, I was like, let's face the truth. The truth is this ain't working. You know, the truth yeah. is neither of us want to live like this. The truth is we are looking for something different in a partner. The truth is I never wanted to have kids and Jason Nickel wanted to have kids. And the truth was we needed. Sorry, need to Jason. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Jason. No, he knows. He knows. That's where I get the name, Christy Nickel. So, and so the, we, we just wanted to, my truth was this path. Jason's truth was this path. We separated, went on our own ways. So I think that I always wanted to seek that out in every area of my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the questions that I've got to follow that one up are one of them is what are systems in your life or, or just things that you've put in your life could be guiding principles that are causing you to live toward that eulogy. And then my favorite question is, uh, if I keep doing this, I'll never achieve that eulogy. So things that are in your life right now that if they grow, you're not going to get there.
1: Okay. I'll go with the first one. Yeah. Kind of a, the first one is what am I doing to achieve it? And the second one is let's make sure we don't this or it's going to keep, don't do this because it's going to keep me from achieving it. Yes. Is that what you're kind of, is that did I understand those correctly? Uh, okay, so what 100%. am I doing? What am I doing? What process am I putting in place to continue to achieve the truth? Because what I really want to be known for, um, I think that it's important that you realize you guys listening you me all of us that uh, we don't got this I like to say no you don't got this that that you it it takes a village and that you need to make sure that you put checks and balances in place to to make sure that you are on track so uh, I, I, I have my husband, he is very good. He's, he's older than me. He was a CEO of a fortune 500 company, and he's now the CFO of code red. And he's very, he's very quiet. He speaks very few words. And when he does speak words, I listen. And if, if miles ever comes to me and says, Hey, I think you're wrong about this. I don't think this is the direction you need to go. I listen to him. I listen to wise counsel. I listen to wisdom. I listen to my mom. My mom doesn't know a hill of beans. She doesn't know anything about business. She doesn't know anything about running a $10 million company. She doesn't know anything about any, she doesn't know anything about that. But if she ever comes to me and says, honey, your attitude stinks, the way you reply to that person is, I mean, I am going to stop. And my mom, my mom is almost 70 years old. She knows what she's talking about. Uh, listening to the people around you that you trust. That's not, I have a very small circle of people that I trust very small, but they are in place for a reason. It's because I know they love me. I know they're looking out for me. I know their wise counsel and I'm going to listen to them. If there is something that is, that is not going right with my attitude, my words, my actions, the direction of code red, the direction of my marriage and someone that I trust and love steps up and says, Hey, I think you're making a mistake. Heck yeah. I'm going to listen. So I make I sure it. I put those people in place, especially also having, having uh, business partners, uh, having business coaches in place to guide me along the way. People I trust, people have a proven record of success. People have already earned my trust and to stop me and say, uh, or, hey, yeah, you're on the right track.
0: Yeah. Um, so the next question is, or the question, uh, I, maybe you answered this, but it's the it's the hyper-personal, this is in my life and if it grows, I'll never achieve what I am going after.
1: Oh, why didn't you give me that question, Timmy? I could have, <laughs> I could have thought. Why didn't you just list them all?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, well, for me, it's going to be very different for me than it is for you because one of the big ones for me is just the feeling of imposter syndrome that causes me to not do.
1: Hmm. Wow. Because I don't, I don't see that in you. That's interesting. Uh, it's funny <laughs> how good. what we see in other people that, um, you know, I, I think what would keep me from achieving what I, what I'm hoping to be known for would be complacency if i start getting lazy or complacent and, and sloppy um i i don't ever want to get comfortable um yeah. i i always check on myself like did i accomplish everything on my to-do list today um did am i like this morning timmy i didn't go to the gym there was no reason for that i know oh. better than that i woke up on time i had plenty of sleep it's just the bed got so comfortable that bullcrap is what keeps people like me from not going higher than where we should go. Lazy, complacent, sloppy, and that is sloppy to me. And you can justify it away all you want. Bull crap, I should have gone to the gym and I'll punish myself tonight now because of that. You know, I mean, I'll get to the gym one way or the other, but there are areas that slip in and man, it's insidious and it's, it's, it's small and it weasels their way in and pretty soon, You know, it happened when I made my first million. um, I, boy, I thought that I had just like, oh, Katie, bar the door. I thought that I had just arrived. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, I can't believe I made a million. And uh, I kind of backed off on my, on my, the way that I ran my life and very tight schedule and my, you know, keeping... I backed off a little bit and um, man, things slowed down like that. Like it was not good. And it taught me, you don't take your foot off the gas pedal. I mean, only look at the greatest people that we all know that have been world changers. They do not back down from anybody. I am that person. And so if I really want to achieve that, I don't back down not one not for one day, because the eternity is the Bible says our lives are but a vapor. That's how fast we are on this earth. We have got to make every single day count. And I am 44. And I get that some people listening are like, oh, you're young. I'm not as young as Timmy. Like, I mean, I don't have all the time in the world. Like I need to, I need to reach the millions and make the millions now like I got to grind now.
0: Yeah. Oh man. I love it. Okay. So you kind of, uh, said this at the very beginning and I can't remember if I was recording or not, but I asked this question to different entrepreneurs and I think you're going to have an interesting take on it. It's the intersection of purpose and entrepreneurship. So what does entrepreneurship distinctly bring to the, to purpose, but you're kind of like tired of entrepreneurs talking about purpose. So I think your perspective is going to be interesting on this.
1: Yeah, I think they spend too much time talking about purpose and 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 not enough time freaking working their butt off. Like, get on the live video. Let's go. Let's create content. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It's too much waiting for the moon and the suns to and the Tibetan, the tears of the Tibetan monks and coming down. And what, what, what are you doing? Like they need to get going. So, yeah, that's why I think I've spent most of my time working and less time um, contemplating. And so. What was the original? What was the original question to me? Now you look, look, you
0: pretty I'm much answered it. It's it's how purpose and entrepreneurship go together. It yeah. was the question. So the way I would answer the question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I'm so now. I'm like I'm getting all hot and everything. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, like I'm I'm sweating over here. I'm like my armpits are sweating. You know, uh, for me, the um the entrepreneur it is it fuels my passion and my passion fuels my entrepreneur what i love about being an entrepreneur is that it gives me the freedom to take this company any direction that i that my heart says to go whatever yeah. you know if i were to work and i have worked for plenty of companies um and i don't see and, and my my passion is telling me like i i have a vision for something they're not, that doesn't fit their business model. Man, nobody can tell me what to do. I, I I, am it. Like I am, I am running this whole, I am steering this ship. So this ship goes where I want and being an entrepreneur is so freeing. I mean, yeah, you work a lot and yeah, you know, you don't have boundaries and yeah, your marriage maybe goes down the tube, but listen, listen, I mean, <laughs> it, it is, I have the freedom of, of truly truly fueling my passion and truly showing us up as my true self and truly doing what i was put on this earth to do nobody can stop me i am absolutely unstoppable the only person that's going to stop me is me seriously i mean i hate to sound so sesame street about that but there is no limitations to me i don't have a boss i don't have anybody holding me down nobody is is carving out a schedule for me i carve out my own schedule and man that is the best feeling ever. And so I don't know, they go yeah. hand in hand, entrepreneurship, and my legacy, my passion, it, yeah. it my purpose. It, it's the only way I could live this purpose is to be an entrepreneur because I would be too caged. I would be too confined if I were, if I was trying to do this another way.
0: Yeah. That's how I feel too. And I, I don't have millions. It's just the feeling of freedom of like, Oh my gosh, uh, I got a client, which means I get to choose how this week goes. <laughs> Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So uh, say it's the same eulogy question, but sort of for your company. So when someone writes the Wikipedia article on your company, aside from a brute definition of what your company does, what do you hope will be said?
1: When I first was thinking about this, I, um, I, I don't I just don't, I'm not good at these kind of questions, but my first thing was that we had good customer service and so we treated everybody, you know? And I, I was like, oh, Christy, come on. Like, you're just like, think, think, think. I guess I really, I wrote something down that we didn't accept what society told us. And I, I, I like that. I I kind of wrote that down. It doesn't really quite say all of it, but we didn't accept cuz code red goes against. That's what we're called code red rebels. We go against what society has brainwashed us into believe. And we every day we fight against that. We fight against that uh, a stigma. We fight against the brainwashing. We fight against industry. There's the 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 industry, the sugar industry is incredibly powerful and they are bombarding i mean it's just we're playing we're a small part in this grassroots movement and so it is a fight every minute of every day we are fighting against the bigger the 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 man you know and we're fighting against and i'm a capitalist and i that's fine it's just that it's it's a grind to try to change one person's mind at a time um and i i don't i i hope that people know that they are more than a number with us that it, it, I have sat back and I have, I write custom programs. We, we offer a fully customized nutrition program for people. Uh, it's nine ninety seven and it's, it's worth three months of, of coaching. It's just incredible. And I write by myself, I write all of the custom programs and there are 33 questions in there and they're very in-depth questions. And I, I think people forget that I read every single line of these people pouring their heart out to me. Sometimes I call them on the phone right then. Like, Karen, listen, I was just reading your paperwork. I'm so sorry that your husband was killed in a car accident six months ago, but I'm so, you know, I mean, these guys mean so much to me. I think people forget they see me up here. They don't see me as just Christy. And that I have such a passion and a love for each one of our clients. And I don't want anybody to ever feel like they are a number or that we, that they blended in or that we didn't appreciate them. I want everybody to make sure that they were appreciated and feel appreciated by
0: us. Awesome. Do you have, have you identified a problem that exists in your company that you need to solve if you want to achieve that vision? So it's a similar um, question to the, uh, yeah. I'm a very critical thinker. I don't know if you yeah. picked up on this, but, uh. It, it,
1: I think that um, the, I wouldn't call it a problem. Um, I know I, because um, the problem I would see becoming, it becoming is customer service not having enough staff and no. not being able to answer each and every question in a timely manner and with in and taking our time and, and investigating the problem and coming up with a solution. So I am very, um, very sensitive to this and I'm always talking to our customer service manager and I say, hey, how are we doing our, you know, how long is it taking for questions to get answered? How long are these people waiting? Are they feeling frustrated? Are there any, I mean, I have a Monday report just on customer complaints and we do satisfaction surveys. So so I'm keeping my finger on the pulse of that um, that whole thing very carefully because I'm very sensitive to people feeling like their number because I have contacted many, um, many, many, many uh, companies uh, and I never even get a reply at all or I get a reply uh, a week later. We'll reply within an hour. So we're really good. So I would rather pay more, hire more staff, continue with that reputation than have that be a problem. But I see that as a potential problem and I'm staying ahead of it. Another thing is, There is going to come a time where Code Red is going to get so big that I'm not going to be able to call up Karen. And I'm not going to be able to call up, you know, I'm not going to be able to call up Sally. I'm not going to be able to do this one-on-one stuff I like. I just simply won't have the hours in the day. And I I worry about, because I remember back in the day, I mean, we were so small. I I knew everybody's names. I knew their kids' names. I knew their dogs' names. We've gotten so big that I don't have that one-on-one and I miss it, Timmy. And I I know that someday it's going to be even farther. I won't even know our coaches will have so many coaches. And so I'm already kind of mourning that, but I don't think it'll have an effect on our ability to deliver our product.
0: I love it. Okay. So my very last question, Christy is a selfish one. Um, and it is, uh, so as I've been reflecting and praying about my own life as an entrepreneur, I was talking to God about this and you know, the whole, like, uh, my word for the year thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's kind of a fad and I was praying about it and I kind of felt like God was like, all right, if you really want a word for the year, it's this it's reliability. So the thing that God wants me thinking about in 2021 is, um, like what, like, what is it going to take for me to be more reliable when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to get it done. So my selfish question is what's the best thing that you've ever done. That's made you a more reliable person. Could be a system could yeah. be a, you take it where you take it.
1: What's the best thing that I've ever done. That's made me? Yeah. A more reliable something you have
0: either adopted something yeah. that you've put in place in your life. Uh, So
1: I, uh, so many, many of you might already know this from the time I was on before, uh, or well, maybe I was on, I was on a different podcast, wasn't I? I, Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Sorry, but maybe you've heard my story. I'm a retired professional boxer and I've had 15 pro fights over the course of almost eight years. Well, that does not come without problems. And my problem is I have a head injury that I'll have the rest of my life. So I am aware of the fact that I don't remember things. And so in order for me, and I'm very, sensitive to it and worried that I'll forget something so in order for me to be a more reliable person I am always writing things down and I'm always doubling up with myself uh, as far as um, not just writing them on my calendar but writing them on paper and then telling my assistant so I do not ever as far as my problem kind of about reliability is forgetting I don't ever want to forget but as far as not showing up that's not even an option. If you agree to something, don't you even, somebody better be in a car accident if I don't show up for a podcast, like somebody but they're about to be blood or bones. If I don't show up, that is baloney. I mean, my husband uh, just had to be life into emergency surgery and have a kidney removed. and I had to reschedule. Was it this one to me? No, maybe it was a different one. Not sure. And, and I, you know, you just don't know. You don't, you, you show up when you say you're gonna show up. And so don't agree to crap unless yeah. you know you can be there. Don't, mm, Well, let me see if I can, nope, nope, just say no. And then pick a time where it works for you. Be ready to say no, or you're gonna look like a flake. So either yep. be like, be a solid yes or it's a solid no. Don't do that flaky bull crap because word gets around that you're a flake and nobody's going to buy your crap if you're going to flake out of it. Nobody's going to drop money with you or they're not going to trust yep. you for coaching yep. or whatever. If you can't be, re- if you can't be counted on, I hate that. I hate flaky crap. Even people like anything, even showing up two minutes late for an, for a Facebook live or an Instagram live, don't you dare show up late. You show up, you be a man of your word and don't accept anything less. So don't accept Don't say yes to something unless you can deliver on it.
0: I love it. Christy, thank you so much for being on this podcast. It's been wonderful talking to you again. Where would you, where can listeners go to connect with you?
1: You know, you can find me all over social at Christy code red, uh, but the best way to even to get started, if you need some help with weight loss, is 10 poundtakedowncom it's a 30 day challenge. You can join the number 10 P O U N D takedown.com. And I can help you out if you, if you just want to feel a little bit better about yourself.
0: Love it. Thanks for being on.